When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Friday. Uh, the, the sporting weekend's already started. This is Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, broadcasting from the studios of SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, but across the Central Coast, Illawarra, Griffith, Canberra, uh, through Queensland, 693 AM in Brisbane, the Gold Coast, regional Queensland, the SEN Track Network, wherever you're listening on the SEN app. It is great to have your company, as I said. You've got to leave past. You, look, do you have to go to work today? Seriously? Cricket's on again. Basketball tonight. More rugby league. Rugby union. Waratahs in action tonight. There is so much to cover. Boxing on the weekend. Supercars in Newcastle. Brandy, where do you want to go? I mean, aren't we the luckiest blokes in the world that we get to city for three hours and just talk sport? And there is so much of it. Andrew, we are pretty fortunate, aren't we? That's uh, There's no no doubt about that. Uh, I'm... I'm I'm looking forward to the footy tonight. Like, I, th- I think they're two great games, the Eels and the Sharks, the Broncos and the Cowboys, and I think you can go back to those great years where the Cowboys and the Broncos, after the Broncos beat Penrith down there last week, I, I think it'll be one of the one of the Bronco-Cowboy classic games that we had in okay. the, the grand final in 2015, rolled into round four 2016, into the finals 2016, Early doors, 2017. They're all golden point games or extra golden time point. games. Four games in a row. I think we'll get SCN. something like that from the Queenslanders. SEN will have the call of Parramatta v uh, Cronulla tonight. And then you can listen on the app, continue to listen on the app to the cricket, basketball on tonight. It's huge Fox League with coverage, exclusive coverage uh, of the uh, Parramatta and Cronulla game. Now, last night, the round kicking off at uh, Penrith. And there is drama. Before we talk about the win, uh, Penrith getting up 16-10. Rabideau's sort of getting a, a second win very late to uh, close the margin. A fan was ejected from the match after allegedly racially abusing Latrell Mitchell as he left the field at halftime. You really thought we'd moved on from this, that, we were, that we're better than this. Police are reviewing footage and the Panthers are working with the NRL to investigate further. Probably... Probably the best comments to play this morning would be that of South Sydney coach Jason Demetrio, who was uh, pretty strong on the issue after the game last night. Well, it's not a claim. It happened. It's not the first time we've come here as a club and our players have been racially abused. Like, where does it end? It's just not on. Now, I shouldn't have to be able to come here as a coach and lead a team of players in here to be racially abused. It's not what our, part, our game's about. And we have to stamp it out completely. NRL clubs have to get rid of it. I'm, I'm life bans. Anyone wants to make racial abuse, and get, get them out of the game. We don't want their support. It's got to end. He's sick of it. Like, why, why wouldn't he be? I mean, he should be able to come here as a star of our game and not be racially abused. Who cares what colour he is? It's just not on. I don't understand how that happens in our, in our day and age. I, just can't, I can't get my head around how a young kid thinks that that's a, a, the language to be using. I care what jersey he's wearing. And I'll get him out of our game. Jason Demetrio, very passionate last night, um, and and yeah, I mean, I mean, what what else can you say? I mean, he's Jason has summed it up. How life bans work? I mean, 
to me, it's more than that. I, I, I don't know. Like I'm talking about the actual how, how that would work. Do you name? Do you shame? I mean, it's probably need Lee Hadji Pentelis if it, if it was confirmed. Um, and, and Jason saying, look, it's not a claim. It happened. Then mm. how does the life ban work? I mean, does that mean that at every ground, this person's face and name is there? Like, who, who's going to pull them up? Like, I know yeah, it, I sounds, know. it sounds I... dramatic. Does it work? Mm. Does a life ban work? I don't know. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm sure. We're, well, I know that we've had instances um, very similar to this, Vossi. So if if it's proven that what thought was said was said, yes, life ban. But I, I don't know how a life ban works. How, how do they? How do they? Know, how do they know this person's not getting the grounds around Sydney? While Damn. if if and I don't know what support. Obviously, a Penrith supporter was he. A, was he a member? Was he a ticket holder? Um, I don't know much about the details, so uh, they'll investigate. And if it's proven, well, certainly won't be getting into um, Bluebet Stadium again. Well, what, but what would what should the punishment be? I mean, um, it's it's so distasteful. It's it's just it, it, as I said, you'd, you'd like to think. Look, I've always been simplistic on the view, and I go right back to. One of my sons, Matthew, um, loved his rugby league early. And, you know, he, he loved watching Matt Bowen play and Jonathan Thurston. But he didn't care what colour they were. He just wanted to know, are they eligible for New South Wales or Queensland? <laughs> you know, that was a simplistic view of a little boy. And I've always sort of adopted that, that if the, the NRL had a slogan, I only see the colour of their jersey. I think that should be the catch cry for anyone going along to the game. Now, I want to take a little further. Last night, Latrell Mitchell was booed every time he was involved in the game. But but was that fair cop last night? Well, probably was, in light of the windscreen comment. He, he came to the game as the bad guy, if you will, Brandy. But mm. does that mean Latrell Mitchell would be booed next time they play Penrith? The game after that? The game after that? It probably will be, Brandy. Will that be... Will that be crossing the line? I think you, we've probably got to address it. Will that be crossing the line? Well, I, I don't know. W- would he be booed like the next? Like he won't play at Penrith until next year. Yeah. Will he be booed next year? I, or is it water under the bridge after his windshield comment? Like I, I would think, New Year. Um, different feeling. I, I but I can't answer that, Bossy. I, I don't know no. what. You know, I don't know what the crowd. You know what they think and what, you know, how they treat individuals. Um, so, yeah, look. Entirely it, different it, level, yeah, of course, what we'll was directed just, at you at half-time. They're two, they're two different things. I mean, it just, it just They are two place. different things. Yeah, they are two different things. And, and Luttrell doesn't mind saying things in the media and he doesn't mind painting himself as the villain. Um, but you, you don't step over that line. Yeah. And I'd like to think that the you know the ground was buzzing last night. It was a great night for a Thursday night crowd um, and, and game. Penrith's performance outstanding. The way they they picked it up on um, on Latrell Mitchell's game. I, I, I make this for you. you are the rugby league expert here, Brandy. But at the end of the game, I looked at the stats and and Latrell came alive late in the game. He's had ten runs. He's had six tackle busts, three offloads. I reckon if. Jason Dimitri broke the game down last night and said, well, if Latrell had five more involvements, we score at least one more try, if not two. Latrell Mitchell, you know, to me, it, it was, I, I was waxing lyrical in commentary about his involvement late. 
But it was also frustrating from a fan's point of view that he just didn't seem to be clocked on um, for a good 60 minutes of the game. Is that being unfair? I mean, he just I'm he sure was just I'm, in lope mode. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure he's... Luttrell isn't that isn't that play. He's not he's, he's not Dylan Edwards, and Dylan Edwards was involved in everything. Dylan Edwards works hard to get the team out of trouble. Luttrell, that's not part of Luttrell's game. Luttrell's very selective, but I'm sure if you asked every Penrith supporter, they would have been very happy that he was quite early on, and because when he did get involved late in the game, he almost got South out of trouble. He almost won the game for South Sydney. Yes, uh, with with those four or five touches that were that were just Latrell brilliance. So yes, Latrell's selective, and I'm sure South Sydney would like to see him involved a little more during the game and not not be so quiet for, because he was in the the opening forty minutes. Uh, there was very little Latrell. Mm. Yeah, and uh, and as I said, if you just did it by the numbers, almost like a man you looked at it, you know, with a maths head and said, right, he's had ten involvements. He's you know this this leads to that. Can I get five more touches? Can I get him five more times in the game? That will convert uh, to points on the Penrith performance. Brandy uh, obviously relieved today, but also uh, very happy to see the, the manner in which they attacked it. I mean, it was it was almost out of semi-finals playbook. I thought the way Penrith started the game, the speed of the game, the opportunities they took out of dummy half. Players like Sandy Luke I thought was fantastic. The Mitch Kenny was good to start the game last night. And the front rowers, Liotta, Fisher-Harris, there was a lot of, as I said, big match players um, played bigger games than the big match players for South Sydney. It was my breakdown of Penrith v South last night. Yeah, they they, they had more ball than South Sydney, Vossi, and they, and they controlled the game quite well. I, I, I agree with you. The way that they... The commitment that they showed early in the game and the speed that they played, uh, it, it made it a tough night for South Sydney. And South defended well and kept them to, I think, fewer tries than what I thought the possession um, showed. And I, 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 as a Penrith fan, I was, I was a bit worried that they hadn't scored more tries and South was still in the game, which was proven right at the end of it you know, with the kick into the corner and... Um, Dylan Edwards saving the situation for Penrith, but that's how close it got. But it was a very dominant 60 minutes from the Panthers. Well, you can have your say on that impressions of last night. What what do we do uh, in this case of uh, racial abuse at halftime of last night's game? If you've got some thoughts, uh, spread them here uh, through the Motorola open line. Hello, Moto, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Check out the latest smartphones from Motorola.com.au. You can also get us on the Edgewater Homes text, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Edgewater Completed Homes now selling in Catherine Park Estate. Their website, edgewaterhomes.com.au. Other rugby league headlines today. Ben Iken has quit his role on the Broncos Recruitment and Retention Committee. Hard to read into. What's going on there? Uh, Peter Volandis has declared the independent doctor is here to stay, hitting back at criticism from Gus, telling the Telegraph we won't be at all swayed by anyone with a view that is not medical. And the Herald reporting the collective bargaining talks could drag on for weeks due to the issue of the transfer system. Several club bosses have reportedly asked for clarity about how and when players can move clubs before a deal is finally 
signed off. And Michelle Bishop will have more on that story a little later. Now, onto the cricket, Brandy. Usman Khawaja, all hail Usman. Is he not mm. one of the best? Because at 36 years of age, Usman Khawaja is a veteran. Would he be, would he be one, the, the number one veteran in Australian sport at the moment? I'm going to... Going to toss that out there this morning. Come up with a list of those that you would categorise as veterans in sport, male and female, who are the best performed right at the moment uh, uh, mm. across the board. Uh, well, you know, it, it, Kawaj is exceptional. It, yeah, that was, it was a great knock, Foss. You know, I, I watched a lot of the cricket up up until the time the footy came on last night. Then I flicked over to to catch the last half hour of of the cricket. Kawaj's innings was. Uh, fantastic, which is what he's done for Australia since he's been back in the side. Um, 104 not out. Cameron Green, 49 not out. Four for 255. They said the pitch was definitely the best batting pitch that they've had. Um, and we needed to score plenty of runs. And the experts said that. They said, well, there's both sides will score big first innings totals. And then uh, we think the pitch will break up. We've gone in with three spinners again. Um but uh, Us- Usman was, yeah, magnificent, magnificent. Went right down, um, right down uh, to the last over on uh, SEN with coverage, Brandy. And if you have the SEN app, you can listen to the cricket. Uh, this was Daniel Norcross on SEN calling Usman reaching the three figures. Shami runs in to Usman Kwaja, and Kwaja clips it away, and there it is. He reaches his 14th century for Australia with a perfectly struck boundary. A language shot as befits a fantastic performance from a truly brilliant cricketer. Ever since he's moved to the top of the order, well, Australia have found a superstar opener. He raises his bat. He is in delight. He's been hugged by Cameron Green. He's batted all day. He's got there from his 246th ball in the very last over of the day, and he's got there in the style that he's batted all day, really. Just clipping the full ball with the most languid of ease out to the boundary. At 30, again, at 36, is he the best, as I say, veteran in Australian sport that we have? I mean, the oldest player in rugby league now is only 34. James Tarmo is 34. We don't have a, like a gal playing on at 38. I mean, we had James Roby here with a World Club Challenge. He's 38. We don't have someone like that. And I'm trying to think of rugby union, AFL, um, football in this country, uh, Kawasha. I don't know if it's being disrespectful, calling him a veteran, but but that's the truth of the matter. 36, 36 he's a veteran. Yeah. Yeah, you're closer he's to the finish than the start. Well, he's, he's, not the, he's not the best veteran playing cricket, Vossi, of course. Um, mm. Well, not Australian. James Anderson. Jam- James Anderson's yeah. the best veteran running around the cricket field at the moment. But there's uh, there's something for you uh, to comment on. Best veterans, best Australian sporting veterans currently. Get on the Motorola open line 1300 01 1170 or chuck us a text. I've got basketball tonight, Kings and Breakers game three of the championship series. That is going to be a huge crowd. Uh, Waratahs uh, taking on the Rebels in Melbourne tonight. Been a bit of argy-bargy off the field to and throw. And, and what about the baseball news um, being covered? Before the break, Australia's had a stunning 8-7 victory over the world number four South Korea in their World Baseball Classic opener in Japan. You beauty. I'm hopping on the Australian baseball bus. I'm on it right now. Uh, This is Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Straight back with your texts and your calls. We're going to ramp it up 
on this Friday morning on the Home of Sport SEM. Morning, gents. In regards to the Latrell incident, and this is on our Edgewater Homes text line, they are not real fans. Real fans enjoyed a great game last night, and yes, banned for life from every NRL game. Yeah, that, we're just saying it's it, it might be hard to police banning someone from every game. Uh, Mark says, guys, I'm sure you've told us before, but how much sleep do you guys get a night? <laughs> what? Individually. Yeah, not much. Yeah. Not much, but, you know. Together, not much. Know, sport. But, um, I, I say rugby league sleeps occasionally, but when it does, it's with one eye open. So, you know, it's, it's once the league <laughs> season's off and running, we're into it. Uh, text nomination here. Uzi for Australian of the Year. That's how high he's rated. I mean, where would we be without him at the top of the order? Now, Dave Water on the slide. Uh, opening partner, you know, where? Where? I mean, Marcus Harris, has he been, you know, poor old Cameron Bancroft? He's been off in the bleachers forever. Um, where uh, Matt Renshaw? I mean, I, I don't know where we'd be without uh, in Aussie. In Aussie, we trust. Uh, trust. Uh, morning, Brandrew. That's that's a good one. That's the first time we ever had that. Morning, Brandrew. Firstly, on the racist clown, ban that fool for life. There is no place for that kind of crap. Secondly, massive respect for JD. The manner in which he handled it was superb. Strong leadership. I agree. Thirdly, how good is waking up with a new windscreen and the two points? Oh, beautifully said, CE from BB. Um, that that's right, and, and that the windscreen comment. Michael Ennis in Fox League commentary said last night. And I, I don't this. I don't not believe this. That if he was a player, he would have had a bucket and a sponge in the dressing room that he would go out and get for the end of the game. Um, and would have played <laughs> up to it, Michael. <laughs> and I don't and have a squidgy. No, go out there and ask South players. Would you like your windscreen clean? Um, I, I think that's uh, that's fair cop. Yeah. Uh, Serbian Seagull says, uh, this isn't just a rugby league issue, it's a cultural issue. Always look at the parents. Sad thing, it will be. Ne- mm. it will never totally go away. Um, no, you'd like to think that it would go away, Serbian Seagull, but uh, it keeps popping up. And mm. um, yeah, we're, we're poorer for it. And Ursula says on this, and I, I do take this on board, um, uh, morning, I think it's too simplistic to think the booing of Latrell doesn't spill over into racial abuse. Who would hear those who weren't close enough to the tunnel, uh, says Ursula. Let's go to the uh, Motorola open line, but without the uh, official opener, then we have no open line at all. So, Dan, hit it. Hello, Moto. Vossi, yeah, Roland from nice. Penrith on the line. How you going, Brandy? How you going, Vossi? Um, Good, thank you, Roland. On the... On the life ban thing, um, Brandy, you and I both know a certain person who lives in Penrith. I'm not going to name him, but um, suffice to say that he's had a substantial ban from Bluebet Stadium, uh, not for any racial abuse, but for something for a running he had with the board a few years yep. back. And they successfully yep. kept him away. But, but in saying that, every home game that the Panthers have played, and these are diehard Panthers, He's got every jersey for the last 15 years hanging on his wall at home. So regardless of the ban, he's stuck solid. So, um, but regardless, you know, Bluebet, I know, can actually enforce it and do do, do it because he's never been able to get through the door. Uh, But Mm. on the racial side of it, I think I've mentioned to you guys previously, I work and live and die and breathe as a tour guide around the country. Um, one of the things that in the last four years that I've learned, I've spent a lot of time doing tours out in the Kimberleys and uh, Western New South Wales and in uh, Wilpena Pound around South Australia. 
And what I've learned from being involved with Indigenous communities in those areas is phenomenal. I can't put a value on it. And my, my point is, if they actually charge, find the person, find them, add an additional fine on which is a travel fine and make those people go and spend two weeks on an Indigenous community understanding what those people, what this world and this country means to them and get them to know what it's like to be Indigenous and how, how much that comment sucks in such a big way. Like, you know, the language I would normally use, I'm on radio, so I won't, but they need to learn. And that's half the problem. It's education. You know, there's ways to say things. I'm the biggest banderer running around, but I just do it with a bit of class and don't have to use colour, creed or anything else to be involved in. Yeah, well said, Roland. It's a good idea. It's a good thought. It's a good yeah, thought. Okay. I, I don't know if we get it get to happen, but it is a good thought. Yeah, um, very well done. Uh, and taking all ideas here, we can use this as a platform this morning. Uh, this one, hello, Melto. Today's joke for the reptile. South left side defence. Insert laughter here. Arthur of Paddo. So uh, the rabbits in the sights there, the defence. And this one, why wasn't Penrith trying halftime looked at by the bunker? Crucial moment of the game right there. Cheers, Eagle Vale Rabbit. Well, they do. They, see, this is the laughable protocol we have. I mean, because it didn't get referred, like, visually, like so that everyone could see, they do actually look at it. And they've got all yeah. those angles inside the bunker. They're not watching the replays that you are watching at home. Now, I called it as forward, the ball that came loose, um, mm. I, I called uh, from Ghana. I called it in the runner play forward. I have watched it back. If Penrith don't score, I reckon it gets called a knock on. Mm. Uh, the fact that I did score, and I go back and look at it, the ball did not go forward. It travelled in line at best. It was lost in the tackle, but just rolls free. Doesn't contact the South Sydney defender. So having watched yep. it back, I saw what the bunker obviously saw, and that's why they didn't go through the whole process of a review because they do review it. They do look at it. They, yeah, they do they look, look at it. Yep. Yeah. And then so they look try. at it again after they realise that there might be a, it might have yep. been a, so a mistake in there. Vossi, me what watching it live, when he dropped the ball I just thought, well, that's gonna be mm. that's gonna be pulled up. Now if that was pulled yep. up and Penrith said, let's challenge that yes. um gee, I wouldn't like to be the bunker to decide whether that went forwards or backwards. Because I'm like yeah. you after I watched it again and again it did just dribble out sideways. But a lost ball in that situation normally is yeah. ruled a knock-on. Yeah. If Luai had just dived on the ball, they would have said Penrith knock-on, I reckon. But there it was try. Watch it back. Now, we've got World Plumbing Day coming up, so uh, we'll talk about that. But Jay the Bookman is there. Um, <laughs> on a Friday. Can he bring it home strong today? I'm, I'm, I've got yeah. my fingers crossed. Jay, all yours. Let's, let's end the week on a good note. Yeah, I remember a time I went for a job interview. I was asked, what's your biggest weakness? I said, honesty. The interviewer said, I don't think that's a weakness. I said, I don't give a crap. What do you think? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's that's all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Here's the news. Vanessa, thank you. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's Lawyers. And a reminder about Bryden's Lawyers, your verdict. Pick one NRL winner each week for the chance to win two and a half grand. Head to sensurvivor.com.au. Before we go any further on uh, Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, uh, we had International Women's Day on Wednesday. Tomorrow, are you all aware, it is World Plumbing Day. And right now for Reese. 
and the Reese Foundation. We're going to catch up with Carl Bushby, who's the owner of Pipeline Plumbing on the Gold Coast and a Reese Foundation member. He's got a bit of a story to tell. So, Carl, let me first of all, in advance, wish you a very happy World Plumbing Day. Hey, how are you? Very well, mate. Tell us a bit about your business, first of all, Pipeline Plumbing. How long have you been a plumber? I've been a plumber for probably over the last 10 years now, but um, actually started up my business about a year, year and a half ago now. Um, and, and yeah, it's been absolutely amazing, but there's always something more to be done. Um, and at the moment, we're down here in Lismore fixing up um, flood-prone um, houses that have got hit last year in the, the, um, the floods that hit them. Mm. I, was, I was up in Lismore um, last year, Carl, and I was stunned at the height the water got. We, we were out in the oval there at Lismore, the, the cricket field, and, and they use it as a footy field as well. And the, you could see the water, how high the water went up on the grandstand. So I can imagine how much damage there is to houses and how busy um, the plumbers and, and everyone would be trying to fix that town. Oh, definitely. Like, it, it's it's unbelievable until you're, you're in town to realise, like, you see it on, on the media, you know, or someone's standing there, but it's not until you're in front of them and you go, well, I, I if I was standing here looking at where this water level would be, it'd be five metres above my head. Um, yep. And, yeah, it, it's unbelievable to see... Um, like still a year on, um, people are living without just vital parts of, of the plumbing system, um, without lighting in their properties, um, and just those things that as Australians we we should ha- not have to take for granted, but we're well in a we're used to, um, mm. yeah, used to. Yep. Uh, now I've. I've got some mates that are plumbers, and uh, I don't want to generalise, but they're they're pretty crazy guys. What, what do you blokes get up to <laughs> on World Plumbing Day, you crazy plumbers? <laughs> World Plumbing Day, um, obviously, we're partnering with Reese and being with Reese down here as well, and the Reese Foundation, where being able to obviously Reese put on a World Plumbing Day every every year at their stores. Um, we're lucky enough to be down here in in Lismore um, for this year, um, so there's a lot of a lot going on at the local race down here, and as every race around the country. But for us here, our main focus is to pop into the celebrations that uh, are happening in the race store, but um, obviously still be here, um, making sure that our main focus is getting these houses restored. Oh, it's a great effort, so, Carl. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic what you're doing, and, and obviously um, uh, colleagues and and that with you as well, and other plumbers have bandied together. And and Reese is the place you go for your plumbing supplies. I can only I can speak from first hand experience. Um, so what they're doing now through the Reese Foundation as well is just fantastic, Carl. It sounds like you've got your work ahead of you on uh, World Plumbing Day, but hopefully you have time off to. I don't know, have a sausage sandwich or something along the way. Yeah, there in um, Lismore because half my family is from Lismore as well, so I know the area well. Yeah, yeah. Good on you, Carl. Happy World Plumbing Day and well done on the efforts you're putting there in Lismore. Wish you all the best and and hope it's a it's a massive job that you're doing. Um, and and do what. Thanks you for can. coming on. Cheers, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. See you, boys. Thanks, up. And of course, Reese celebrates all plumbers this World Plumbing Day. 
absolutely. It's it's great stuff. I mean, whenever I think of plumbers, I'm thinking of Kenny, um, where he's in that truck and the bloke's talking to him about his relationship troubles. And he said, mate, I'm in here dealing with something that could kill religion. Is, was was see, that his line? Was that Kenny's see, line? See, the, the, the first person that I yeah. think of, and, and that's why I asked mm. the question, uh, is Fletch. Mm. Fletch. Ah, yeah. Fletch. This. Well, I said Fletch Cooper the Cron- old plumber. Cooper Cronk was a plumber as well. Two of Cooper. the Fox League team were plumbers, yes. Uh, time now for this. Hello, Moto. Yeah, hi, how are you going? Uh, the Motorola open line is 1300 01 1170. Shoot sharp with 200 megapixel Motorola Edge 30 Ultra. It is the Ducks Nuts. And the Edgewater Homes uh, text line is, that's not their official uh, line, by the way, their tagline. It's the Ducks Nuts. That's mine. Uh, the Edgewater Homes text line is 0457736736. Edgewater Completed Homes. Now selling in Catherine Park Estate. Edgewaterhomes.com.au. Mm. Uh, let's go to the let's go to the Motorola <laughs> Overline, Vossi. Uh, number oh, one golfers there because the Players Championship is underway. Yes. Round one, uh, number one, we've got seven Aussies, uh, and Minwoo Lee is sitting at four under the card. He's and he's in a tie for fourth. So great first round from Minwoo, and also Cam Davis, three under the card, uh, tied ninth. Yeah, no, they're, they're they're going well. I'm actually just watching at the moment Bunker Cam on uh, the, the the great seventeenth hole. Yeah, no, it's 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 the second best uh, week of the year for, for golfers after after the um, the Masters, of course. But it, it's it's I suppose this is a time when the live golfers because they can't play, they're 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 starting to think of, of, have I done the right thing? I mean, I'm sure that uh, a number of them are. I'm sure that they're enjoying the hundred million the, the number of them have got, but um, mm. they'll be saying. Yeah, I wish wish I'd be playing here because it is it is it is a, a great event. Well, Cameron Smith lives on the course, and, and he said I might go out and have a look, but uh, whether that happens or not. But interesting to see how the PGA have reacted to Live Golf. So they've upped the prize money uh, in a lot of their tournaments, but they've also they came out yesterday or the I think it might have been Wednesday and said we're going to run some um, some comp some uh, tournaments where there is no cut. So they run smaller fields with no cut. So that's that's a they've taken that off live. So whatever live, whether they ever come back and, and join up again, I, I don't know. But they've already they've reacted to what live have done. There's yeah, no doubt and, there's and, been a reaction. And and more money for everyone uh, seems to be number one golfer. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Uh, the self-acclaimed number one golfer here on the Motorola. Open line. Um, this one, Vossi, you say you stand with Jay. Well, I say I stand with a reptile. Jay's getting worse. That's the Greenkeeping Rooster who's uh, forming up a leadership group there. And then on the other side of it, Paramount says another ripper joke from Jay, and I don't give a crap what the reptile thinks about Jay's joke. Well, reptile's, re- reptile's copying it, and he hasn't got a text. But here he goes here. Jay's joke, I give up. That was so bad. Says the reptile, we thought it wasn't bad. No, I thought, it was, well, I, I thought that was his best of the week. Hmm. I, I don't know... Really, what's that? What that is saying about Jay's jokes? But mm. I thought he, I thought he finished the week strong. The Port Adelaide Dragon says on the text morning lads, great game last night. In regard to the uh, Latrell Mitchell abuse, what makes the wound deeper is the fact that he's alleged to have come from a teenager, with all the education and awareness programs in place, and it's still happening. Not good enough. Well, no, it's not. It's not good enough. Um, that you can't just go along and enjoy the game. You can boo. You can do all that. Just get in on the fun of the night. But um, no, way overstepping of the mark. But I don't know what the punishment is. 
I just don't know. 17 and a half minutes to seven in New South Wales, 17 and a half minutes to six in Queensland. And Michelle Bishop coming up with the latest news on the collective bargaining agreement. She's been working the phones. We'll hear about it in a moment. Rossi, the Edgewater Homes text line has exploded. Uh, we'll get it. We'll get to some after Michelle Bishop. Actually, Stu from Cronulla says, have the plumbers been able to find non-revealing shorts yet? The plumbers crack. <coughs> it's, it's a thing of the past, isn't it? The plumbers crack. Like, no, no one wears those loose sort of shorts that, you know, drop down well, halfway down I their think... backside. Do they... Well, I think we need to find out. The listeners here, well, let's find out. If you've had a plumber over at your place lately, did you see the plumbers crack? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. text 0457736736. Are there any plumbers out there? If there's builders on a site right now, look over to your mate, look at the plumber. Is the crack visible? Let us know. Big issue. Uh, Michelle Bishop, make your own rules at any time. Fitness is here and, and she's going to tackle the collective bargaining agreement. When on earth is this going to end, Michelle? Good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Um, and I can report that cracks are still alive and well. My husband's in the yep. construction industry and I see it quite often. Anyway, uh, it's very, very close to be signing off on, guys. Um, it's dragged out. for. Can you believe this has been a year? Uh, we've had threats of players striking. It's been quite the drama. Feisty at times, the NRL season launch was cancelled. Uh, we had players remaining uh, united basically throughout the whole entire uh, ordeal, which is something that we haven't seen in the past. But one of the uh, stumbling blocks was, of course, uh, the transfer window, and that remains uh, the stumbling block. It's, um, it's the thing that they just can't reach any kind of mutual ground on. Now, the current policy is that the NRL players who are off contract at the end of the following season can sign a deal with a new club from November 1, which means some players end up playing a full season with their current club while still being signed elsewhere. So we've seen it with Spencer Lanu, uh, Herbie Farmworth. Uh, we've seen it with Dom Young last year, Reid Marnie and Viliami Kickout. Fans absolutely hate it and the NRL wants it changed. They want the date to go to June 30, meaning players can't sign for the following year until most of the season has passed. And guys, while this is still continuing to play out, there's clubs in the NRLW, like the Sharks, the Tigers, Raiders and Cowboys, who can't formally sign off on their teams to play in this up-and-coming competition. So the longer this uh, drags out, it's still going to have an effect, especially on those NRLW uh, teams. Oh, get to it. Just get the 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 twelve month contract doesn't work. Let's just move it to June thirty and and get on with things. Um, Michelle, Vossi mentioned the baseball already, but um, fantastic performance by. It's been absolutely sensational. Uh, an upset. Australia has had an eight seven victory over South Korea in their World Baseball Classic opener in Japan. Uh, remember these names, Rob Glendinning and Robbie Perkins. They were absolute stars leading the Aussies over. Uh, they are world number four, so that's why I said this was quite the upset, South Korea. The pair hit three home runs to set up the win. It's uh, the Aussies' third ever win at the World Baseball Classic in their fifth trip to the biggest international tournament. Australia is ranked 10th at the moment, and they face China next up. Uh, Japan and the Czech Republic are also in their pool, so well done to the Aussies overnight. Mm, good stuff. Michelle, you'll be back in an hour. I'll do that. See you then, guys. Good stuff. You're yeah, welcome well. at any time fitness, no matter who you are or what your goals are. Even if you go by I'll the f- no pain, no pain no, motto. I 100% subscribe to it. You're yeah, still welcome. 100%. Yeah. Well, that's right. When I say no pain, no pain, it doesn't mean that you don't train. You just train, but you only travel up to, train up to a level where... Oh, 
it's getting a bit much, so you just get off. You just get off. You don't sweat. You don't have to sweat. You don't have to, you know, exercise to, to almost taking your last breath. No pain, no pain. Uh, that baseball win, only Australia's third ever at the event. So it's pretty big. Uh, the next play, China, Japan, and the Czech Republic in their pool. So as I said, I'm on the Australian baseball team bus for the first time. I'm also on the Tigers rickshaw going into Sunday. Bumpy ride, but taking on the Knights um, at Leichhardt Oval. That'll be exciting. Mm. Um, and a, a uh, reminder, SEN coverage tonight of Parramatta and the Sharks. So listen to SEN all day into the rugby league tonight. Two blockbusters tonight. Uh, Matty says... Uh, Morning, lads. Just a Knights fan having a look at the draw. And honestly, if we don't beat the Tigers Sunday, there's a high chance we are 0 on 5 because then we get into even harder teams. Sure, surely something has to change soon. Uh, club fans deserve better. Looking forward to hearing the roar of the V8 supercars around the town this weekend. Matty, yeah. You do. You have to win, Matty. You have to, you have to beat the Tigers. Don't want to be 0 on 2. And one of the teams will be. We will take a break on breakfast with Vossie and Brandy on the Home of Sport, SEN. Vossie, just read out the uh, the text message from a concerned Newcastle Knights fan. He said if we don't beat the Tigers, we could easily be 0-5. I just had a look at the, the Knights draw for the next few after the Tigers this weekend, um, which is pretty good. They, they play the Dolphins at home. They then play the Raiders at home. Uh, then they've got Manly at Brookvale. Then they play the Warriors at home again. So not too bad. Then they get tough. Then they start playing. Then they play the Panthers. Then they play the Cowboys. Then they play the Eels. Ooh. Ooh. So they've got to look. If the it's it's not it's not doom and gloom if they don't beat the Tigers this weekend. Do you think we could give the three day double pass to the Texter to the Newcastle Supercars event this Sunday? Perhaps we've got the number. Well, he's up there, so yeah. Let's let he yeah, did let's mention the, the V eight Supercars. Yeah, yeah, well, let's let's give the Supercar double pass, three day double pass. All starts today, um, and SEN's coverage of round one of the twenty twenty three Supercar series in Newcastle is live from midday this Sunday uh, on SEN and the SEN app. We are the home of Supercars as well. This is something to. Um, contemplate or cogitators would go to the news from our good mate the Kingswood welder he said the plumber's crack has been replaced by the plumber's moose knuckle uh, bloody young tradesman wearing pants too small for them say no to tackle mashes there you go there's a message as we build up to world plumber day Tight tomorrow yeah wow what an interesting way to put things uh, we're going to take calls on the Matarola open line straight out of the news. David Riccio with all the big rugby league news. This is the home of sport. This is Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Come and ramp it up on a Friday. Ramp it up. Oh, neat. Oh, neat. <laughs> Vossie and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.